Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Veil, a Potter podcast about mental health. I'm your host, Madison Ford. I'm recording on a cold, sunny day here in Portland with my dog curled up next to me like a little potato. (laughs) We have a great episode for you today. Haley Futch talks to us about her range of experiences with Potter from the time she was a student to her time as a teacher. Without further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome back to Beyond the Veil, everybody. Today, we are speaking with Haley Futch. Haley, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Absolutely. So let's get started by um, you telling us a little bit about yourself. So I am a preschool teacher. I've been teaching, I've been in the field for three to five years now. Um, I graduated back in 2016, and I just finished my master's degree last month, actually. Wow. That's what I do with my life. (laughs) Pretty much a, I mean, that's a big, when you're in graduate school, that's a huge chunk of what you're doing, so you must be busy. (laughs) Yes, preschool on the other side also keeps me busy. (laughs) Yes, So what is there, is there any Potter information about yourself that you'd like to share? Yes, I am a Ravenpuff. Awesome. (laughs) I've done the tests on Pottermore numerous times, and every time it comes up either Ravenclaw or Hufflepuff. It's back and forth every time. So I love both houses. I take both to heart. Um, My Ilvermorny house is Pugwudgie. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure which I thought was really cool because it's described as, like, the heart. Um, And I feel like that's appropriate as a preschool teacher. My Patronus is a dolphin. And my wand is the only thing that I'm really not sure about. But my wand is cypress wood with dragon heartstring. Awesome. So can you walk us through how you first discovered the Harry Potter series? I first discovered the Harry Potter series when I was in fourth grade it was right before fourth grade um and when I was in elementary school I was a really strong reader but a lot of the books that were on my level developmentally were not in my interest range because they were written for older children Mm. so I had a tendency of reading way below my reading level so one day we were on vacation and my parents decided to go and buy me a Harry Potter book. They thought that it would be more appropriate for my reading level. So the first one that I actually got was Chamber of Secrets because they didn't have Sorcerer's Stone at the time in the store. Um, But I loved the book. I got a little bit freaked out over the snake part at the end. But after that, (laughs) once I got into it, I really enjoyed the series. The Basilisk is a very intense uh, monster. (laughs) I remember feeling the same way. It was very intense. And with that being like my first exposure. (laughs) (laughs) So fourth grade is very, it's it's always nice to hear when people discover the series young, so they get to grow up with Potter. And that meant that the Potter series has been there for you through a long part of your life and a lot of your different life events. So in your submission, you mentioned that the series has helped you make friends. Um, Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so in school and in college, Harry Potter was always kind of a 
popular topic of conversation. So it helped me bond with other people. Some of my best friends were also fans of the series. And so we would talk about theories about the series or what we were interested in or what our houses were. Um, that Houses were was more when I was older. Um, but we just really enjoyed talking about Harry and Hermione and which characters we felt that we most identified with. And just discussing the series over lunch breaks in high school and then in college. College was kind of hard for me because I tended to be very quiet and keeping to myself. So when I got to college, um, one of my roommates, I bonded with her over Harry Potter. And we would sit after classes in like the common area of our dorm and play Harry Potter games and talk about the books and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's wonderful. Uh, did you did you have any um, like Harry Potter meetup groups that you were a part of? No, I didn't. Um, I kept mainly to like my smaller social circles, but I did kind of get involved in some of the social media stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, true for a lot of people. So in addition to kind of helping you like find friends throughout high school and college, uh, you told me that the Potter series helped you get through a bad relationship. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? So I had a relationship in high school. I was with him for like two or three years. Um, and it started out like an okay relationship, but it got more and more uh, verbally aggressive as time went on. Mm-hmm. And I spent a lot of time in those years before I finally got out of the relationship on Pottermore. Um, or not Pottermore at the time. It was MuggleNet. I was on MuggleNet a lot. And mm-hmm. I read fan fiction for Harry Potter. And I read all types of books and fan fictions. And my favorite genre at the time was Hurt Comfort and um, like friendship series. Because it really helped me focus on what a strong relationship looked like. Um, because at the time I didn't really have that in, I wasn't experiencing that in my own relationship. So seeing it through the characters of Harry Potter really helped me to cope and it helped me to realize that that's, I didn't need to be in that situation. What a powerful thing for fan fiction particularly to do in somebody's life. And I still use fan fiction as an outlet to process things that I've gone through. Um, And it it really helps to be able to write yourself into the stories and interact with the characters because I can't sit down and have conversations with these characters in real life, but I can write to them and they can respond to me. And it really helps with not just bad relationships, but with really anything that I'm going through. Absolutely. Is there anything, is there a fan fiction in particular? Like, uh, is there one you really remember as from reading at that time or one that you wrote? Anything specific you can recall? I remember one. I don't remember the title of it. It was like, I think the title was In Purgatory, but it was a story where it was a Lillian Severus story. And in the story, um, after 
passing away, Lily was sent to purgatory and she was looking through different scenes of her life and how she could have done things differently to change the course of events in the course of her life. And I remember one of the scenes that I found interesting, it was kind of like the critical chapter in the story. She was viewing this scene from um, the scene from her fifth year when James and the rest of the Marauders had tipped Severus upside down um, and laughed at him. And she had in reviewing that scene, she didn't understand why she was watching it because it looked exactly the same to her. And it was eventually pointed out to her that the biggest difference was in the original scene, she had smirked, but mm-hmm. in the opposite scene, in the scene that could have been, she never smirked. And so it made a difference to Severus because it was the tiniest thing but he picked up on it and it hurt his feelings. So I just thought that was an interesting viewpoint. And that really helped me kind of think about how I respond in relationships, how other people respond in relationships. And then later on, when I was getting out of the relationship and dealing with the very strong feelings that that brought along with it, I wrote a story where I was interacting with, I think it was Draco Malfoy because I really liked that character, mm-hmm. but he was working as a healer in a school. And so my character um, went and kind of shared all of her feelings to him. And she ended up cursing a student <laughs> with a bunch of illnesses that made him ill. And he, Draco Malfoy worked through the feelings with her to help her deal with what she was feeling wow that's that's so thank you for sharing that that's uh that's very moving even um knowing how people interact especially in a fan fiction context with the wizarding world is so personal um and i love the idea i've i've heard a couple of um, things with Draco as a healer and I really like that concept a lot and I think that's a really beautiful way to interact with the character yeah um, is there a reason um, is there any particular reason that you like Draco I feel like Draco was kind of the kicked puppy character um, I kind <laughs> of feel the same way with Snape as well um, and I don't know maybe it's just my personality but I feel like towards the end of the series you started to see glimpses of him realizing that this was a mistake um just in his mannerisms and his personality it really feels like he was realizing that he had made a mistake and he was fighting for something he no longer believed in um and I feel like ultimately what he was really fighting for was the love of his family he wasn't doing it because he actually agreed with what he was doing I think towards the end of sixth year and into the seventh year he was there because he wanted to help keep his parents alive um and so I feel like after that he just he never really got a chance to shine and to prove himself and I feel like he would have not wanted to become his father where he lived in fear of a powerful wizard who 
wanted to kill everybody. I just, I don't think that that would have been what he wanted to do with his life. Absolutely. I think, I think that's a good analysis of Draco and, um, it's a nice reminder that, um, looking at stories like Draco and Snape, there's always a nice reminder that some people will change, you know, not everybody will be um, a muggle-born hater (laughs) for the rest of their life. So uh, thank you for that. In addition to being there for you walking through high school, um, Harry Potter kind of helped you adjust to your life in college. Uh, Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Um, well, as, like I mentioned earlier, it did help me become closer to some of my roommates, mm-hmm. uh, which was good because I lived with them all the time. I needed to be <laughs> close to them. Um, I also went in to, I tried to join clubs. I wasn't very active in clubs so much, but I took a couple of classes on Harry Potter, which helped me adjust and just interacting with other people in my classes and really using that as a starting point for conversations and talking to people and sharing my personality because saying that I'm in Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff is a good mark of what my personality is. Um, (laughs) It really is like a perfect, I was talking with somebody the other day and they were like, yeah, I can see you being a Hufflepuff and a Ravenclaw. That makes sense. Um, So it really helps me just like bond with people. And I also, when I moved into my dorm, I had a really hard time adjusting initially um, because it was the first time I'd been away from home. Um, I'd already, I'd always had a really close relationship with my family and I was moving off by myself and I wasn't far, but it was still difficult. And so when I would go to bed at night, I would just lay in bed and tell myself that, If Harry Potter can do this at 11 years old, I can handle it at 18. (laughs) (laughs) So just knowing that, you know, Harry did this and I would just tell myself, you know, this is Hogwarts. It's okay. You're, you're just at Hogwarts and everything is fine. And just telling myself that I was going to have a similar experience really helped, even though the magic wasn't there, I could still have some of the same social experiences that Harry did. So that really helped me adjust to living by myself and being somewhere else and taking up this new experience. That's wonderful. And do you think it it helped you adjust faster than you otherwise would have? I do think it did, especially because the dorm thing was the biggest part because that was really hard for me, having lived in a close-knit family and having graduated from a really small school and then going to a major university, that was a big change. And in high school, I had talked with my guidance counselor about how it was going to be a rough change. And we prepared for it the last few months of high school so that I would be prepared and know what to expect. Um, But actually getting there is different than anything you can ever prepare for. And so just knowing in the back of my mind that I had Harry Potter and I could retreat to the Hogwarts dorms whenever I needed to kind of made the experience so much easier to adjust. And I got through it much easier. And I think it made me appreciate being in a dorm more than it would have if I wouldn't have had my experiences with Harry Potter. I'm so glad to hear that. That's a 
the funny little ways Harry Potter can weave itself into our lives just in something just like moving into a dorm. That's, that's wonderful. Um, so now in your life, um, you've recently had a journey through graduate school. And can you talk to us about how the Potter series has been there for you during this time? Oh gosh, graduate school is tough. <laughs> <laughs> but Harry Potter was there in all the downtime. Um, pretty much any time that I had free time, it was either I either went to Harry Potter or I went to Pokemon Go. Like those were my two things to do in my downtime. And I really enjoyed any time I would get a chance to go on a short vacation um, my boyfriend and I would go down to Orlando because I live in Central Florida so we would go visit the Harry Potter parks um, and just being there was time to get my mind off things to relax and then it really kept me grounded through everything just having Harry Potter to retreat to having Harry Potter to listen to um, towards the end of graduate school, I started listening to podcasts and audiobooks about Harry Potter. And that really helped me for a few minutes in the day, just putting everything out of my head. Because during the time that I was working on graduate school, I did graduate school at home and then preschool all day. And there wasn't much time in between that for anything else. So I started listening to podcasts and audiobooks on my drives to work and back home and that kind of gave me that downtime to think about something other than work or school because that's hard when that's all you do aside from audiobooks is there in podcasts was there anything in particular that you found yourself really gravitating toward not really just I really did enjoy just having the podcasts and the audiobooks and fan fiction again I always love fan fiction just to see myself in those experiences and having a basically an escape when the real world and all of its homework assignments and reading passages and small children <laughs> when it all becomes too much I can escape to Hogwarts and Harry Ron and Hermione and Draco Malfoy to a degree and just relax and enjoy the world that they're in and I always would come back to that picture of Hermione in um, Half-Blood Prince where she's like for the first time she's struggling in something she's struggling in potions and so there's that picture from the movie where her hair's like all frazzled and she just looks so frustrated I'm like if if Hermione can get through potions then I can get through graduate school. <laughs> in studying to be a teacher, uh, I'm curious to know if there's anything in particular that the Potter series gave you to kind of help you into this journey. It really has, as I've been rereading the books recently, it's been fascinating to look at the characterization and the interactions that the characters have between each other because I look at some of the scenes between Harry and some of his teachers or even just thinking about events that happened 
And it really makes me think, like, if the teachers would have been more attentive, then the events may not have played out the way they did. Um, In early childhood education, especially, we have a focus on conscious discipline, which is a social and emotional curriculum. And it really focuses on the three parts of the brain and how one part regulates safety. So am I feeling safe? If you feel safe, then you can move to the next stage, which is the relationship aspect. Am I feeling loved and accepted? Only if you have those first two, can you get to that part where you're learning? Um, So they're really, all three of them are important, but you have to have that feeling of safety and that feeling of acceptance. And I see as I'm reading the series, so many points where the characters clearly weren't feeling safe or accepted. And it makes me feel as a teacher that that's something that I have to pay attention to with my students, especially because they're really young, is are they feeling safe? Are they feeling accepted? Because if they're not, then I can't do anything more with them. Like that's the first step is making sure they feel safe and accepted and I think that's so important not just in early childhood but for all teachers to focus on absolutely definitely a lesson that the Hogwarts professors could have used looking at looking at the books um it seems like you kind of are looking at the relationships like I guess can you go more in depth on the things where you see like that that teacher-student relationship maybe a place where Um, an intervention could have taken place to make things a little bit better? Well, one that's very obvious that stands out is not even something that you necessarily see immediately in the books, but it's the relationship between Severus Snape and the Marauders. Um, Mm. It just floors me that nobody ever noticed what was happening between Snape and these four other students if something like that were to occur in one of my classes it would immediately be brought up it would be brought to the attention of the families involved it it's a big deal if somebody's being bullied um and it's not always easy to report but it's important and had that been addressed long before everything fell out in their fifth year He may not have grown up to be the person that he was. Um, And even letting the animosity against Slytherin grow so big, that should have never happened. (laughs) It's the teacher's responsibility to make sure all of those students feel safe, not just Gryffindor, not just Ravenclaw, not just Hufflepuff. I have a very soft spot for Slytherins because they're not getting that acceptance they don't feel safe because they feel like nobody else accepts them. So I feel for the Slytherins, even though I don't necessarily like all of those characters, I know that what they're going through is tough because they're isolated. They're kept to themselves in their own little bubble. And I wish that the teachers would have been more attentive to that in the series. And then later on with Harry, um, I the fact that nobody ever noticed child abuse at home that 
he would tell teachers things, especially in the first book. In the first book, he was really good about going to teachers and reporting, like, I think there's a problem. And even if they did something about it, they never told him they did. And they, the lack of communication is sad to me. And I'm not saying that they're bad teachers, just that their only focus was on their subjects. And you have to focus on the students as well. So I think that's really hit home for me is just I need to make sure that I never forget that the students are important, not just the content that I'm teaching. What a, what a, I've never thought how the, in the first book, the way that teachers like McGonagall respond to Harry coming up and saying something is wrong, that could completely set a precedent for how he interacts with them regarding, you know, uh, terrifying Voldemort escapades for the rest of the series takes place. So that's a really great point. And you really see through the series, like, he wasn't very trusting of adults going into Hogwarts. He started to become more trusting because he had friends who were leading him to be trusting of adults. But every time they shut him down or told him not to worry about it or just blew him off, that pushed him away further. So you really see through the series that he starts to try to take things on his own more and more because he feels like those adults aren't there supporting him and that they're not listening to him. Um, And it's just really sad because he needed that adult guidance. He was just a kid. Absolutely. Thank you. That's uh, it's very enlightening to hear from a teacher's perspective because um, you know, most of the series takes place at a school and looking at the ways that the teachers fail or, um, help their students is uh it's just a whole new layer that um we get to you know dig our teeth into and analyze the potter series again with um so thank you for that um i'm probably gonna spend some more time looking into this because that's really fascinating yeah it's been very fascinating to me and i never really picked up on it as much until i entered the field and that's when I really started noticing, like, wow, he reached out to his teachers and they just never handled it appropriately. <laughs> Poor Harry. It makes me really feel for him. Like, he was trying to do the right thing and he just wasn't accepted appropriately. And it may have just been that they didn't know how. I mean, I don't know how professors are trained in the wizarding world, so that probably makes a difference. Definitely. <laughs> so, Haley, we're coming close to the end of our time here. So before we go, I just want to know if you have any other words of wisdom, advice, or uh, stories, anything else that you want to share with us? Um, I think the biggest thing that Harry Potter has meant to me overall, through all of the connections that I have with it, is just you never know what somebody is going through. Um, and be mindful of the connections that you make with people and how you interact with people because the things you say or the things you do around them can make a big difference and can really impact them even if you don't see it. Um, and you see that a lot in the Harry Potter series with how Harry interacts with people around him, with how other characters interact with the people around them. Um, just how you approach others 
makes a difference. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. There are so many instances of that in this series. And that's just thank you. I think it's important to remember that within the Potter context, without the Potter context. Uh, yeah. So well, Haley, thank you so much for being in the show and sharing all of this with us. It's been wonderful to have you. Thank you for giving me the outlet to gush over Harry Potter. I've appreciated oh, it. Any day. <laughs> <laughs> That was my interview with Haley. Haley, thank you for being on the show. If you listening would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website to submit your story. We're always looking for more guests and would love to have you on. There's no special qualification or type of story that we're looking for. If Harry Potter has been there for you during a difficult time, helped you overcome an obstacle, helped you make a decision about your life, we wanna hear from you. If your story is difficult to share, you can share anonymously as a whisper, and I'll read your story at the end of a podcast episode. Join me next week for another conversation in the headmaster's office. Take care. Take care.